0: Amanda Seal show. I'm Amanda Seal. Today is many things. Okay. Today is many things, but on a service level, it is simply Wednesday. (laughs) It is Wednesday. It is hump day. It is the middle of the week. It's the day before Thursday, the day after Tuesday. It is also national bonobo day. Okay. Amanda, what are bonobos? Bonobos are one of the four major primates, along with orangutans, gorillas, and chimpanzees. They live only in the Democratic Republic of Congo. They are a matriarchal society. I am so fascinated by them. You can see more about them on my page. um and, They share 98.7% of our DNA and they should be protected. They actually were never studied really to the full extent because in the past, when the colonizers came to Africa, they saw bonobos and they saw chimpanzees and they said, oh, chimpanzees, they're patriarchal and they fight more. So we want to study them because they're more like us.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Oh, interesting. Exactly. Happy Bonobo Day!
0: Happy
2: Bonobo
0: Day! (laughs) I mean, it's also Valentine's Day, but whatever, whatever, okay, all right. Um, okay, so today, what do we got going on? Well, we're going to be bringing up old ish We love doing that. So we got Kimberly Renee, our resident historian, who's going to join us. We also have, uh, the. speaking of old ish the descendants of Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, mm. Rodney King, okay. walked into a bar. The oh, White wow. House. <laughs> yeah, I can only surmise how this meeting will go. Anyways, they all ended up in the same room to talk about the same thing, and we're going to talk about it. Um, sometimes you also go to ask, Am I tripping? You know, every week I let you know if you are or not. And as usual, our homeboy DJ Supreme has some splaining to do okay we got more and more because that's what we do here at the amanda seal show we're in abundance all right it's black love it's black history month it's black day every day here at this show so remember to hit us up one 855 manda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 don't forget in honor of black history month we also have our moment in black hood history we'll be okay. talking about Black Air Force Ones today. Mm. Yes. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. All right. You know what to do. Speaking of the Valentine's Day of it all, our group chat topic of the week is what does Valentine's Day mean to you? Does it even matter? Do y'all even care about this day? Like, do you celebrate it? What do you do to celebrate it? What's your favorite candy? All those things. I want to hear about it. All right. You know the number. You know where you are. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seale Show. We'll be right back. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. It's time to get into some black-eared news. All right, now, you know, it's election time. You know, at election time is when the White House, they do stuff like this, you know? They pull out kente cloth and... Chuck Taylors and, you know, just they, they sound, not the bat signal, but the black signal. Okay. okay. <laughs> the
2: black just, signal.
0: <laughs> they just put a, a, a silhouette of a bottle of ginger ale goes up into the sky oh, and they man. say unite! <laughs> unite! Come one, come all! So they have gathered the descendants of, of civil rights icons and historical figures to engage with White House officials and members of Congress at the White House. Some of the invited guests include descendants of Frederick Douglass, Booker T. Washington, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Sr., Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Jr., Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Jackie Robinson, and Rodney King. To How do name.
1: Get a list? <laughs>
0: These are the types of things where I'm like, what was the committee? Who was on it? What what were the snacks they were eating when they drummed this up, et cetera. Uh, It it honestly sounds like a comedy sketch waiting to happen. But I'm I'm going to actually try to treat it seriously and propose some questions that I think uh, the descendants should ask in this Black Ash meeting. Because this is Mm -hmm. supposedly about DEI. That's apparently why they're all there. Okay, so first question from Jackie Robinson's descendant. Why is the baseball still white? Real questions. Then you have Rosa Parks' descendant who was sitting at the front of the table.
1: Yes, absolutely. It should be.
0: Um, And she just let everybody know, you know, once I sit down, just know I'm not getting up. OK, <laughs> we're not scooching for nobody. We're not playing no musical chairs. If y'all trying to sit next to each other, ask somebody else. You're going to have to get somebody else to do it. It ain't going to be me. Malcolm X's descendant asked, <clears throat> who thought it was a good idea to invite all of us to the White House to meet with white men to listen to white lies at the same damn time?
1: You know, the angry voice is hilarious. (laughs)
0: Because I feel like we have been bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. I agree. I feel like, you know, y'all going there at the same time. Listen, this is a recipe for disaster, possibly. So I hope there's very good security. Harriet Tubman's descendant, speaking of security, said, oh, okay. So are we going to be talking about infrastructure because I really want to get into the conversation on railroads. (laughs) Martin Luther King Jr.'s descendant asks, can somebody take me to the FBI offices? (laughs) I'd like to see the file on a Mr. Jonathan Majors. Uh (laughs) If you please. And Rodney King's descendant as Hey man, why, why am I even here? You... <laughs> yes, there you y'all, go. <laughs> y'all know I'm not related to Martin Luther King, right? <laughs> we the West Coast Kings, they the Atlanta Kings. It's a different situation. So it's random. A <laughs> I don't know. I mean, listen, this is what the White House does. This is what Democrats do. I'm not saying whether or not, you know, it can be productive. But what I will say is that I would love for there to be more proactive, you know, actions in this regard than reactive. I think the DEI and the attack on DEI has been coming down the pike and I didn't see any real active efforts to challenge that. And what that means is that we have to make greater demands of the people that we put in these positions. And we have to have greater benchmarks for them in terms of how we judge what they're doing, because all they care about is re-election. That's all they care about. And so a lot of times like, we'll be like, we want you to do this, but then we don't have any way of holding them to that or any way of really challenging their position in those places. So, We got to get into it. And the only way we can is to continue to educate ourselves further about it. So uh, that's my thoughts. And you know, we're going to see the photo op. And everybody is going to be dressed in their best suit with their best haircut. And it's going to get framed and put over the dining room table right next to that portrait of Dr. King. We'll be right back with our Black Hood history moment when we come back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. What's going on? You know what time it is? It's Black time. (laughs) It's Black History Month. But in this segment, we're taking a different approach than repeating the same Black History Month talking points, okay? We know you're going to get that elsewhere, but we want you to get something else here. And this is your moments in Black Hood history, a tribute to little-known historical facts. Facts is a loose term that originated in the hood. (laughs) Let's go back. Circa 1982, the Nike Air Force One was released, but the black Mm. ones would become a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) One day, a black man pulled up to the club in black forces. Legend has it. When the tips of his shoes entered the room, everyone took cover. For they knew (laughs) demon time was upon them. Yeah. The man with his forces tied tighter than an alibi whipped two asses in record time, <laughs> setting forth the original equalizer. Denzel trained with him.
1: Oh, man. He
0: and his Black Air Forces left the scene. Each patter echoed throughout the club. <laughs> From that moment on, no man has stepped foot in those shoes other than for the purpose of not standing in the crowd, not standing for something, but only to stand on business.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) And that is our Black History Month hood moment and tribute to Black Air Force Ones. Salute. Raise a fist. Yes. Not to punch nobody, though. <laughs> right. Do you have a moment in Blackhood history that we need to know about? Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-AMANDA-8. Coming up, we've got your 60-second headlines on business at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Your girl Amanda Seals here, and you know we are always going to keep you in the know. So, DJ Supreme, can you get these people together with the 60-second headlines?
1: All right, here we go. In a nod to hey! Valentine's... Oh, I, I started before the 60 seconds started. My bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in a
1: nod to Valentine's Day, Bob Marley One Love opens today. The biopic will share the life story of the reggae icon.
0: Lodge up. All Jamaica Massive. And, you know, I just feel like if they're doing this in theaters, they might want to like take the batteries out of smoke alarms because this is definitely a demographic of walkers.
1: (laughs) The Senate passed a ninety five point three billion foreign aid bill with assistance for Ukraine and Israel in a vote early Tuesday morning, setting up a showdown with the House as Speaker Mike Johnson has criticized the legislation.
0: So just remember, you know, this is passed through the Senate. Now it's got to get approved by the House of Representatives, Mm -hmm. which probably... Probably won't happen, but also for all this money, 95.3 billion, isn't Mm. it funny how they couldn't find money to bail out everybody's loans and they also can't Mm. seem to, to find where the dollar's at for reparations? Rest in peace to Gangsta Boo.
1: You said that Super Bowl 58 was the most watched Super Bowl in the history of the game with 123.4 million fans tuning in to watch the big game. In fact, CBS says over 200 million watched at least part of the game.
0: Cappadonna. And uh, <laughs> if I if I if I believe it, even for a second, it's that that 200 million watched Usher. <laughs> like, yeah. Because, you know, you you even said the game was boring.
1: The game was very boring.
0: Yeah, get out of here.
1: Okay, drivers for Uber and Lyft and riders for DoorDash are planning to strike on Valentine's Day in disputes over pay and working conditions, stating they're sick of working 80-hour weeks just to make ends meet. Mm.
0: So all my single people out here just went, out.
2: <laughs>
0: Let's be petty Yes y'all Fight for your rights Fight for your rights On Valentine's Day Yes really On Valentine's Day mm-hmm. People gonna be stranded At the cheese factory Tonight honey Okay <laughs> Lots of leftovers is gonna go bad Man listen Those are your 60 second headlines y'all Up next We're gonna go to the phone lines And see what's on your mind Keep it like right here To the Amanda Seal show The Amanda Seal show We up We up We up Yes, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to do what we do and go way back, back into time with another edition of Why You Bringing Up Old-ish? Why You Bringing Up Old-ish? With our resident blistorian? okay, that is a Black person that knows history, Ms. Kimberly Renee. Welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so Please. much. Thank you so much. What you going to teach us about today? Well, we're going back to 1847. All right. Okay. February 16th, 1847, a black man who was educating black people, both free and enslaved. He got his school taken away because of Missouri legislation that said this. I'm going to quote it for you. No person shall keep or teach any school for the instruction of Negroes or mulattoes in reading or writing in this state. I wanted to read it to you. Because when I tell you about this man, I need you to remember how I read it. Now, of course, Missouri wasn't the only place where teaching Negroes was illegal. We know that was commonplace. But in St. Louis, this man, John Barry Meacham, he wasn't gonna tolerate that law. So let me give you a little bit of background on John. So, John was born enslaved in 1789. He purchased his freedom mm-hmm. from his aging enslaver by earning money as a saltpeter miner. He took that money and some money that he earned as a carpenter. He freed himself. He went to Virginia to get his daddy. He went to Kentucky okay. to get his mama. And then okay. he bought his wife and his children in St. Louis, Missouri, and that's where he landed. Now, by the end of his life, John Barry Meacham had purchased not only his family, not only his family, but 20 strangers. So this man was an abolitionist. Now in St. Louis, he also started a small business. Now here's was one of my favorite parts. He hired enslaved people to work in his business and Mm -hmm. he put money in their pockets. And he said, listen, take this money, save it up so that you can buy buy your freedom freedom. just like I did. You can also start building up for your family. He also started a church and in the basement of that church, he started a school. And that's the school that we started talking about. So here we are. John Barry Meacham started a school, had a church. That church was actually one of the first uh, Protestant black church churches in St. Louis. The institution itself was responsible for educating hundreds of black people free and enslaved again, up until 1847. Now here's where it gets interesting because John got creative when that law got introduced. Mm. He said, okay, so what you said was. That I can't start a school in the state. Right. But what you didn't say was I couldn't start it in the water. I was about to say, he got a boat, <laughs> didn't he? He got a boat, didn't he? He got a boat. He got a boat. He, like he got a steamboat. Took that steamboat to the middle of the Mississippi River, just <gasps> outside the bounds of the state, and started mm-hmm. a school called the Floating Freedom School. And he kept on teaching people. Now, he died shortly after that. His wife continued his legacy. Mary Meacham, her freedom crossing, there's actually a mural of her in the water, kind of being raised up in the water with the water surrounding her. There's a mural there in St. Louis that you can actually go see. So if you're in St. Louis, Missouri, I know you're on tour. If you happen to mm-hmm. go check it out, you'll be able to see that, that mural. So that is the story of John Barry and his wife, Mary Meacham. It's so important that we continue to tell
0: these stories and lift this up. I mean, I say it all the time, y'all, that there is an active, very effective measures that are being put in place to, you know, really just erase black people, black history, black pain, black joy, all the above. They just trying to just erase blackness, even though we still here. We still here. And I love that on this show, you get to hear from Kimberly Renee, who uncovers these stories and reminds us where we came from. So we can always make sure that we are on the right path where we are going. Okay, so there you have it. It's not just Black History Month it's black every day here at the Amanda Seals show. (laughs) Thank you once again for putting us on. Make sure y'all go look up his name again. John Barry Meacham. John Barry Meacham in St. Louis, Missouri. That's why you bringing up O.H. right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back to listen live. The Amanda Seal Show. We are, we are, we are. We Seals, it is Wednesday, February fourteenth. Uh, happy birthday! If today is your birthday, uh, it is a birthday that you're sharing with uh, the late Frederick Douglass. Mm. Yes, the late Frederick Douglass shared this birthday. Frederick Douglass, such a fascinating and uh, incredible person in our nation's history that I feel like we don't really learn much about beyond yeah. his picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like Frederick Douglass. He was a slave, and then he and then he could read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, said Frederick Douglass was an abolitionist. Um, it was just also interesting how his his support of certain movements in the post slavery uh, mm-hmm. legislation, you know, would go because I feel like that was a really tough time for right, trying to figure out like what is the pathway forward. Right. And how much are we going to have to just accept and how much are we going to like really have to, how much should we fight for, you know, on the other side of just like emancipation? Um... But you know what? We One will never know. Maybe maybe they'll ask his descendants that at the White House. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm referencing, make sure to check out the show wherever you get your podcasts because we talked about it earlier in the show, all right? Now, coming up this hour, we're going to talk about wealth disparity for Black people and how it got worse during the pandemic. We're going to break that down. We also have our new feature, Supreme Splaining. He's got some splaining to do. I've also got my Big Up Let Down, which today involves some church socks and a lame excuse. Mhm. Mm. All that's coming up So make sure you keep it locked right here To the Amanda Seals show to listen, laugh, and learn Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show I'm Amanda Seals And okay, I want you to go with me here We're going to talk through some numbers Alright not lottery numbers, but according to a report from the New York Federal Reserve Bank, the real net worth of white individuals outgrew that of black and Hispanic individuals by 30 percentage points Wow. and nine percentage points, respectively, from the first quarter of 2019 through the second quarter of 2023. This is for like Sexy Red and all of y'all who were like, that's why I like Trump because he gave me a check. Okay, he Mm -hmm. gave me a check during the pandemic. Now, closing the wealth gap is more difficult because a significant larger number of white households traditionally already have money. In stocks and mutual funds, Now, Mm -hmm. see for a lot of us black folks like we may get money, but we don't let that money grow. We just put that money away. We don't put it in the bank. We don't put it in the mattress. And I don't blame us because they have literally stolen black money before. Like they created a bank for black people and then they stole the money. OK, so that's like a real thing that happened. So I understand the trepidation, but more than 50 percent of black financial wealth is invested in pensions. And the the, the New York Fed found instead of um, and less than 20 percent of black wealth is stored in private businesses, corporate equities, mutual mm-hmm. funds. I know some of these words sound crazy to y'all because I know that for me, I've had to really like expand my knowledge of yeah. the understanding of all these things. Um, a separate survey by the fed shows that as of 2022, about 65.6% of white households had investments in stocks compared with 28.3 for Hispanic households and 39.2 for black households. So like owning a business in addition to this, right. Owning a business, another component of financial wealth and separate data shows that black owned businesses had a tougher time during the pandemic. Yes. In April of 2020, more than 40% of black business owners reported they were not working compared Um, with only 17% of white business owners. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, I think this type of information is important for a myriad of reasons. One, people love to say things like racism doesn't exist, systemic racism doesn't exist, et cetera. And when we see numbers like this, you know, you can't just... Like people like to say, like I had a man literally on on a flight the other day, tell me that you cannot blame the disparity in black wealth from white, between black people and white people on race, on racism. You can't, you can't. (laughs) And I was like, so what are you blaming it on? And then he said that it has to do with the lack of the nuclear household. I said, so just so I understand your theory is that white people have more money than black people because the nuclear household is more intact. That's what you're telling me. I was like, because that actually does support the fact that there have been a myriad of efforts made to dismantle the black nuclear family. Yeah. Like that is a constant thing to the point where they're even at this point making all the movies and the the TV shows and the commercials mixed families.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So propaganda they even trying to break almost. it up.
0: The propaganda. Yes. And, you know, when we look at this type of information, some people are like, well, if I don't have that much money, like, why am I hearing about mutual funds? like that. Like, why, why would I even care about that? But you have to understand that it doesn't require a lot of money to invest. Like it just doesn't have to be about, Oh, I have millions. You can put a hundred dollars into a CD and even that is accruing interest, right? Like there's mutual funds, et cetera. And I think a lot of people also, and I can definitely agree with this, you hear these words and these terms and it's kind of like, it scares you because you don't know them. And then it scares you into paralysis of actually like learning more about it versus, um, you know, some people with white. I feel like white exceptionalism makes people be like, I don't know about this. You know what? I'm me. I'm white. I can figure anything out. So, you know, I think that when we look at the disparity within wealth, there's a many, there's myriad of reasons that are racism related. I think there's also a certain level of we need to educate ourselves on the system that we are in, not just as it relates to racism, but as it relates to how capitalism continues to hold us back based on our own ignorance. Am I making sense?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Definitely. Okay. Well, with that being said, we have to always ask this very pertinent question: <laughs> Why should black people care? Are we Money for black folks ain't always in stock, so we got to get into these stocks. Okay, all right, all right. We'll be right back, y'all. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I'm about to pass the mic to DJ Supreme.
1: All right, let me do a little explaining here. A lady posted a video on TikTok about her boyfriend. He came home from a night of partying with friends, and she noticed something strange the next day. I'll let her give it to you in her uh, British accent of exactly what was going on. With her and her man.
3: Oh, honey, I got a doozy. So when my ex-boyfriend came home from a night out, um, I woke up in the morning and thought, let me make him some breakfast. And I got a notification on my Fitbit. Um, the Fitbit that we'd synced together, that between two o'clock and three o'clock in the morning, last morning, he had burned over 500 calories. I shoved that breakfast where the sun does not shine, darling.
1: Okay. Okay, I know what you're thinking here. Let's not jump to conclusions. Those bit fit calorie calculators are never right, first off. And there's so many other things that he could have been doing with his time, other than what would you assume that he was doing Amanda Seals at two o'clock in the morning?
0: Smashing. <laughs>
1: It's a number of other things that this man could have been doing at two o'clock in the morning. One, we have 24-hour gyms. Maybe he's serious about his fitness in 2024, and he decided to go to the gym late at night with his friends. Also, he mm-hmm. could have been in a spot with DJ Supreme and we were rocking and he was just dancing all night long. He was hitting the blick. He was doing the Duddy, He was doing all the latest dances, burning mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm. He could have gotten into a fight. Wow. Another way to burn calories or... Get this, Amanda Seals. I actually looked up how many calories you burn while having sex, and it's only 143. So if he was putting in that type of work to do three times the calories, hey, I can't do any more explaining than that. But I don't think the guy was out doing dirt. Hopefully he wasn't out doing dirt. And that's the best I can explain it to you, Amanda Seals. You don't look like you're buying it.
0: <laughs> I, You know... <laughs> You know, it sound like his wife was buying at She sounded like she was very dodgy on the situation. I mean, she know her man. Like you making assumptions, you know. We might see a picture of her man and be like, yeah, that that's not that one. Somebody that was at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that. I tried to help y'all, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I when I see stuff like this, I'm always like, why do y'all have? If you have your stuff synced with your partner, why are you out here? Yeah, Why are you out here?
1: Yeah, you could know. If, if you have the locations and all the rest of that stuff, like that should just be your precursor not to do anything wrong.
0: <laughs> so, but something I want to get caught in, but that's a whole other Supreme Splain to oh, discuss. Man. All right, coming up next, we got your big up let down. And today evolves some socks, a wrapper, and an excuse. So keep it locked to the Amanda the Seal show. Amanda show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for the Big Up Let
2: Down on the Amanda Seal Show. Big Up, Big Up, Let down. Big up, big
0: up. Let down. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and it is time for our Big Up Let Down. Today's Big Up, Big Up. Goes to black Southern churchgoers for feeling seen during the Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Now, you might be asking, Amanda, where, where was there anything church worthy in the Super Bowl? Now, Usher drew millions of viewers for his halftime performance, but it was Jermaine Dupree's knitted, woolen, (laughs) pearly white Louis Vuitton socks that made all the Southern churchgoers have flashbacks to their childhoods when they donned those very socks during Easter Sunday while delivering a... Heroes Easter speech. Wow. Evangelists, Deaconesses, <laughs> uh, seven time seven year executive producers of inspiration shows all had glee. <laughs> from the nostalgia, but found it preposterous that these foot covers were made by Louis Vuitton when they could have easily been rented or borrowed from a Southern grandma's drawer boomers.
2: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> you know? But anywho, all of those Southern goers were like, he's just now wearing those. We was on that every fourth Sunday and we <laughs> have them in multiple colors. So shout out to those socks. It gave, sock me, a new meaning. <laughs> now today's
2: Let Down
0: goes to mind-boggling, head-scratching excuses. Yeah, because it seems like uh, Page Six reports that Justin Bieber was indeed invited by Usher, Usher, Usher to be part of his Super Bowl halftime performance, and he declined. Wow. But why? An insider explained, there's no bad blood between Usher and Justin. Justin just Just wasn't up for it. Just wasn't feeling it. (laughs) Listen, must be nice. Justin went on to praise Usher's performance, but I just feel like you got to give more of an excuse than that when you turn down, like, the literal invite to perform at the Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, he's half-time over
1: it. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean, I just, I feel like he could have said, like, you know, I, my throat broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My wife made plans already for us. You know, that's right. one that the, the men loves to use that one to get out of stuff. You know, <laughs> um, you know, he could have said, you know, I I just I can't do it because the NFL has consistently shown that they are not in support of black liberation and they never gave Colin Kaepernick his job back. So I don't want to align myself mm. with an organization that operates in this fashion. The, all three of those were really, you know, top notch. <laughs> but nonetheless, all we got was I'm just not feeling it. You know, just, I'm just, just not feeling it. So there you have it. All right. There you have it. I'm not sure what he would have added to the performance anyway, though. I think it was solid in who came out. And uh, you yeah, know, I think brilliant. Usher has definitely something to be proud of. Now that was your big up let down. Coming up next, we're going straight to the phone lines. And I'd really like for you to share some things you learned this week. Call us one 855 manda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for us to go to the phone lines. We love when we hear from you all, so let's do just that. One eight five five 855 8 is the number. one 262 6328 Hey, Amanda, y'all. I just wanted
4: to call and say I am feeling Madam CJ Walker Black today. I'm a Black female entrepreneur, and my businesses are businesses that other people probably have, who we'll just another thing but I'm just ready to take it to the next level and create jobs for my other black sisters out here. Black brothers too. So I'm feeling very Madam C.J. Walker black today.
0: I like that she included the brothers as well. I like that she's thinking community. I like that she didn't say that she was creating perms. She said she's creating jobs. Okay, because when she said <laughs> "I'm feeling bad," CJ Walker Black, it can go many directions, many directions. I love hearing from y'all, and I love hearing calls like that. Y'all are definitely stepping it up when y'all call in these days. I feel like we're definitely getting a high vibration. We are definitely up. We up. We up. All right. Keep them calls coming, 1855-Amanda 8. And remember, you can also hit us up on social media at Seals Set It. All right. That's on Instagram and YouTube at Seals Set It. Now coming up next hour, we've got Am I Trippin' and we've also got a Block quiz. It's a black pop quiz, but it is. All that and more is coming up right next on the Amanda Seal show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We are. does she keep saying that it's valentine's day y'all i know i know but i also do love bonobos they're one of my favorite animals along with kangaroos and elephants uh look them up because you're probably like what kind of animal is that and just say you know what amanda be teaching us something b-o-n-o-p-o bonobo uh it is february 14th it was on this day in 2005 that the video sharing website youtube was founded oh wow mm-hmm. revolutionizing online media I didn't even, 2005, that, yeah, that does sound about right. I remember YouTube starting... And I remember someone telling me about it and I distinctly remember googling the le- the letter U and two. Mm, cuz it was like something else you stream
1: or something like that around that time or maybe it was maybe that was before YouTube was before then but I, I did I do remember early YouTube it was definitely like oh you can watch videos on here wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> and it was like videos of people like look at my kids unwrapping presents you know what I'm saying yeah. it was like a home video type of place and now I mean look where look where they've advanced to so shout out to YouTube actually you can check out my YouTube subscribe to Amanda Seals TV on YouTube and I'll be doing um, lives as that I call the common sense kickback where we talk about stuff that we talk about on this radio show but we expand the conversation so make sure to go over there and check that out. Now coming up this hour we are going to expand the conversation in terms of if you're tripping or not. We got folks that are definitely trying to figure out am I dealing with the scenario in the best way possible and we are going to give you a heads up on if you are so stick around for that and we've got a black pop quiz all that's going down at the amanda seals show One eight five five amanda 8 that's 1-855-262-6328 we will be right back don't go anywhere it's the amanda seals show y'all i'm amanda seals every day we all have those moments that make us double take scratch our chins ask ourselves am i tripping well, when you do, I want you to send us a DM at seals said it and tell us about your dilemma. And I will weigh in on whether you're tripping like LMI. Oh, where'd you go? Or somebody playing or is somebody playing in your face? No, Tony. Yayo. Today's question comes from Mr. Anonymous.
2: <laughs> My girlfriend and I agreed we wouldn't do anything for Valentine's Day last year. No kiss. No dates. Nothing. It was actually her idea to save money, and I went along with it. But when the day came, and I didn't get her anything, she had an attitude, which led to an argument. I reminded her that it was her idea that we shouldn't do anything for Valentine's Day, but her thing was, if I really loved her, I could have at least gotten her some candy, or a card. I ended up just taking her out on a date the next day, and we worked it all out. Well, Now it's Valentine's Day again. And once again, she says, no gifts, no dates. And just because she's saying that, I'm not gonna get anything again. I told my mom about it and my mom says, I should just get her a little something. I said, no. My girl needs to learn that it is important to say what you mean and mean what you say. (laughs) Am I tripping? standing on business
1: over there.
0: <laughs> he's wearing them Black Air Forces, all right? Uh, well, we're going to talk about it when we come back, so I will let Mr. Anonymous know if I think he's tripping or not. Keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up. we up. we up. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we are in the midst of Am I tripping? Now, earlier this hour, I shared a DM from a Mr. Anonymous, said his girlfriend told him that she did not want anything for Valentine's Day. No dates, no gifts, no cards. She said, don't get her anything. But then, you know, when the day came, he didn't and she got upset.
2: Mm.
0: Now it's this year again. He says the girlfriend has once again said she doesn't want any gifts. But he talked to his mom about it and she said, well, you should still get her something since of, you know, she that's what she wanted. And he said, no, he's not getting anything once again because his girlfriend needs to learn that... When she says what she means, she needs to mean what she says. Am I tripping? Yes, cuz you are not her daddy. And it just feels like you're like tr- like anytime people on some trying to teach you a lesson type mess in a relationship, I feel mm-hmm. like mm, that's a, that's that's the recipe for disaster. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you because the other part of it too is that everybody has idiosyncrasies and I feel like she just showed you like one of her idiosyncrasies you either take it or leave it but yeah. if you're gonna stay don't think that it's gonna change <laughs> like and I'm, I'm also curious does this show up in other places in the relationship
2: Oh, like is this her mo right. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah.
0: like as I, i've been with that before where the person says things that they don't really mean or when it's time you know for that thing to actually like come through they do something else. Now, if that's the trend of who she is, that's a, by the way, that's not gonna change neither.
1: Yeah. That's a red flag. (laughs) Both ways. It's a red (laughs) flag on both sides, I think. And, um, like, like small doses podcast you just kind of mm. on on things like that you just have to give a small dose he could have bought something small you know maybe a, a piece. Piece of flowers or something like that just oh, something small not too much but you know I know we said we wasn't celebrating this but you know I just think you're important and I wanted you to have something nice on Valentine's Day Supreme Listen Valentino. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Supreme
0: Valentino. You know cuz I feel like the gifts thing is one thing. Flowers I don't think is I don't think of as a gift.
1: No, that's a uh, that's a like my wife likes flowers so you know i'll just surprise hey here you go sometimes every now there and, you go. and i'm speaking too loud she might hear me in the other room so <laughs> yeah, like, i gotta I make sure i'm right
0: since october i don't know we need to get back <laughs> into gotta the make flowers sure i'm right <laughs> but it's true i feel like there's just like you know there's an easy way to solve this that is a happy medium and that doesn't exacerbate just more issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all made it a whole other year to another Valentine's Day. Yeah. Protect it, please. You got to chill, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. If you have a situation where you're trying to get some clarity on, you know what to do. DM us. Send us a message to Seals Set It on Instagram. That's Seal Said It. And we will put our two heads to work to let you know if you are playing yourself. We'll be right back. We got more right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And it is time for another... Pop quiz! It's a black pop quiz. What it is? All right, we got T.J. here, the proctor. We got me versus DJ Supreme. Let's dig in. Okay, we got some pop culture. We got some
4: current events, and um, I'll make a prediction: Amanda Seals will win this one. Okay, okay. First question: Which country is the top exporter of goods in the U.S.? And I can give you multiple choice. Is it A. Canada? B, China C, Mexico or D, France
1: you said which country is the top wait a minute you said which country I think she meant to the the US US.
4: oh to the US yes I think it's China let me give yeah let me let me ask the question again which country is the top exporter of goods to the US China and which one did you say Amanda China you are both incorrect Oh, really? Until this year, China had the top spot for the past two decades. But Mexico is now the top exporter of goods into the U.S.
0: according to new trade data.
1: Capadonna.
4: Cap.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There ain't nothing in this house that say made in Mexico. Cap. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something okay. I went and got when I was in Mexico. So I don't believe that. Okay, question number two. talking about drugs?
2: <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> like, I'm
0: literally talking, talking about, like, a blanket. <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> question number two. Which state saw hundreds of mudslides and floods last week? Was it A, California? Oh, California. Ding, 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 ding. I'm mad I was right yeah. here in it. A powerful storm system. How are things looking now in your neighborhood?
0: It's getting back, but I mean, you can still see because I live by the mountains. So you have to go through the mountains to get to certain stuff. And it's definitely like when I was going to the airport, the driver was like, yeah, we got to go a different way because they have a mudslide. Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
4: Okay, question number three. Who won the Nevada Republican primary last week? Was it A, Donald Trump, B, Nikki Haley, C, Ron DeSantis or D, none of these candidates? D. B. Supreme, you are correct. Around 63% of the voters
0: opted for none of the candidates. Fascinating. Yeah. And Nevada is a very Republican state. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it is a Republican state. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I mean, are you saying that they voted for like independent or they just did not vote at like? I'll give you the whole explanation. Around 63%
4: of voters opted for none of these candidates on Nevada's non-binding primary ballot. The GOP primary carried little weight because state Republicans awarded their delegates through party-run caucuses two days later, where former President Trump was on the ballot, but Nikki Haley was not. Hmm. All right. And uh, do you like soda? Here's a question on Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is making a new flavor permanent. What is it called? Is it A, sour? B, spiced? C, tart, or D, zest?
1: B, spiced.
0: I hope it's spiced, but I'm going to say zest. It is spiced.
4: Coca-Cola is uh, taking a new flavor on putting it on the market. Spice flavor <laughs> Coca-Cola. Now, I don't know spice if I want to try spice flavor Coca-Cola.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that necessarily means. Like, is... Is it spicy or is it just like it has an extra, like a ginger to it? Jalapeno. I'm thinking it's
4: spicy and it's the company's first permanent edition in three years. It'll be on store shelves. If not now, really soon.
0: We shouldn't be drinking none of that mess anyway. Right. Let's just start start there. Well, Supreme, you defied the odds and you won today's block quiz.
1: I want to thank my mom, like Usher. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you all know what to do. Stay with us. We've got more right here on the Amanda Seals Show because we've got more time. And you have time to hang with us. So don't go anywhere. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up. we up. we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. We just played a block quiz. And they, we're talking about like when... Um, Like Coke is about to drop a new flavor. I just remember being in middle school when Surge came out. Remember Surge Soda?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they had Surge Soda vending machines in the middle school. Really? And I'm just thinking, like back, I'm like, we were kids and they were basically giving us <laughs> like 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 caffeine pills in a in yeah. a bottle form yeah. and you could get it as much as you wanted all day long like that and you were saying recently that like you stopped drinking so, um the uh energy drinks drink.
1: yeah i had to like not good for you at all
0: So I just think back. I'm like, how many of us? And I know that it has like a dye in it that they ended up revealing was like Mm -hmm. problematic for men or something like a red dye or something (laughs) like that. That's so. I don't know, y'all. Stop but drinking I was there. them
2: immediately
1: when I heard that. Like,
0: whoa, <laughs> boy. There. <laughs> that was a time. So many things dropped in the '90s. Like, y'all really don't understand. There's so many things that y'all just like take for granted. But we was there. We was there when Fruitopia first came out. See, I don't know about that. Y'all don't know about right. that. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. All right, y'all know what to do. We got more show for you, so make sure to keep it locked. One eight five five Amanda eight is the number. We're going to talk about politicians saying the darndest things because that's what they be doing, and we're going to get into it right here when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. show. I am Amanda Seals, and it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. I've got the word of the day. Alright, the word of the day is maladroit.
1: Maladroit. Hmm. And it has
0: nothing to do with androids.
1: Okay. See, I was going to say an um, uh, android that's malicious. I knew it! I knew! <laughs> I, say an I knew you, you were going to say
0: something. Weird. <laughs> that's why I was like, let me just... Let me um, just rule
1: this out. I think Mal does have something to do with um, some kind of mispractice or something like that. Mm-hmm, so maybe mm-hmm. it's in that okay, Latin roots. Yeah, maybe it's in that neighborhood of malicious, something that hurts somebody or something like that. Maladroit.
0: So Mal in general means like bad. So yeah. it's not necessarily bad as in like malicious. It's just that the mal in malicious means bad, and the word malicious, right, means like to have bad intent. Yes. So mal in this case means incompetent or very okay. awkward. So okay. just like bad, meaning like off, right?
1: Oh okay.
0: god. Um, it, it's usually used in writing and often describes people who lack skill in handling situations. So like literally, like the entire United States government is maladroit. Okay. Just okay. Like, like being the United States government. <laughs> Okay. It's just not. Um and uh also some of y'all are gonna experience some serious bedroom maladroitness tonight. Oh man. No I hope you make it through. like that, They burning five hundred calories. Hey, it's both sides, both sides, both sides. You know, that's not just the one group. Hey man, that's not just the one group. All right. Some some fellas is like, I mean, are you alive? You know, like there's <laughs> yeah. We saw Kim K's tape. All right, coming up this hour, politicians say the smartest things. Yeah, I know. It's rare, but we have a politician say the smartest things. And in case you missed it, we've got 60-second headlines. All that's coming up right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. And in a rare occasion, we have got one of these for you. Politicians say the smartest (laughs) things. So we have Senator Chris Van Hollen, a Democrat from Maryland, here speaking on foreign policy and the current state of America's involvement in Israel.
2: Madam President, I want that to sink in. Kids in Gaza are now dying from the deliberate withholding of food. In addition to the horror of that news, one other thing is true. That is a war crime. It is a textbook war crime. And that makes those who orchestrate it war criminals. So now the question is, what will the United States do? What will we do? What will President Biden do? President Biden must take action in response to what is happening. First and foremost.
0: So we're over 120 days into the siege on Gaza by Israel, right? And... A lot of people who didn't know anything about this situation only started to find out about it during that time. Well, y'all, the, the senators and repu- the senators and representatives are no different. Many senators and representatives really did not know like what was going on over in Palestine for the past seventy-five years until this zenith of a moment. So this Senator Chris Van Hollen actually went over to Egypt and Gaza in the last month because he was like, I need to just see it for myself. Like if we're going to be over here voting oh. on stuff and we're going to be over here trying to like decide whether they should get aid, et cetera, et cetera. Then we you know, and we're also like backing money being sent here. Like I need to go over there and see what we're actually supporting. And he came back and was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, come on now. This is wild. Because you've got trucks at the border that are literally being stopped by Israeli citizens from coming through to bring aid to the civilians. You've got Mm. um, Israeli forces actually shooting, like, guns and bombing the aid aid trucks. Like, they're starving children. They're starving the, the civilians. They're saying that everybody is Hamas, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's really a dire scenario. It's one of those situations where you're watching something in real time and you already know what it's going to take a year or two years or whatever for people to be like, well, actually, this is what happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. the truth is in our faces. So it's really interesting to hear this senator saying this now because I know a lot of people we've been calling our senators, calling our representatives saying we need to ask for a ceasefire. We need to demand a ceasefire. We need to not send money over. We just saw the Senate passed a bill to send like 96 billion dollars crazy um to these other places and uh they did not include support for palestine but they're somehow giving aid to israel which is the aggressor so it's a it's a it's a real doozy of a scenario but this was the smartest thing versus a politician say the darnest things because yes it has taken an inordinate amount of time for these conversations to be happening in this direct of a way but at least they're beginning to happen. And hopefully, for those who are still uh, in Gaza, they will get the opportunity to get safety soon. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals the Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, everybody. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Thank you for joining us this Wednesday. We've covered quite a lot, actually. We talked about wealth disparities in America, uh, we gave some good advice. On Am I tripping? We had a buck quiz. Supreme had his new segment, Supreme Slaying. And we did another segment of good old Black Hood history. And if you missed any part of the show, you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. You can also check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast Side Effects of Civil Rights Part One with former head of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, attorney, icon, and legend, Sherilyn Eiffel. Y'all, when I tell you, Every episode of Small Doses is good, but some are just more than good. They're robust, they're dense, they're intense, and they're also real key opportunities to like get access to a voice that may not have come across your path. This is one of them. I'm so fortunate that I got to interview this legal mind who has been so integral in the continued fight for civil rights. And not only did we do one part, we did two. So make sure you check that out wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch the visuals on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. Coming up on Thursday's show, it's group chat day. And our group chat topic of the week is about Valentine's Day. How do you feel about Valentine's Day? Is it just for women or do men get into Valentine's Day too? Also, we got to talk about Andre Day's performance of the Negro National Anthem. Of course, it caused some outrage because people would be wanting to be outraged about basically anything. And then we're going to get into it with our headliner of the week, Comedian Terran, all right? So all that's coming up right here on The Amanda Seals Show. If you have not gone to my website, amandaseals.com, and signed up for my newsletter, you should because I have a lot of tour dates that I'm going to be announcing coming up soon. And I don't want y'all to miss it, all right? So make sure you go to amandaseals.com. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each
2: other up. The
3: Amanda Seals Show. We are. We are, we are.